0: Hey, church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. All right, Shoreline City, how's everybody doing? You guys ready for a great day today? Well, great to see all of you. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. I've got a hot mama coming up here. Come on up here, beautiful. Good to see you. She asked me, she said, do I have time to run to the restroom real quick? I guess I I
1: didn't. Yeah,
0: you do, yeah, you do. Take your time, take your time. Mm -hmm. Great to see everyone today. We are so glad you are here. Happy Mother's Day to you, honey. you. You look beautiful. You're the best mom that I know. I love you, mom, but best mom uh, that I know. Happy
1: Mother's Day to all the moms. Yes,
0: indeed.
1: We have a photo wall in the lobby, so make sure you get a photo and make sure you get a gift. We have gifts for everyone. Everyone. And when we order them, we think about all of you. And it makes me sad when there's gift left, gifts left over. So grab a gift. It's just for you.
0: Grab a gift. Put it in your purse. Keep it with you. Take extra for other friends of yours that didn't get anything special for Mother's Day. But we try to make sure we do a good job, make sure every mom feels incredibly valued and, and cared for. Uh, I've heard it said that a mom's name can be Mom. But it can also be mom, 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 yes, mom, 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 <laughs> mom, and I. We have. These three great kids of ours, and what what a beautiful gift it is to see the way that they respond to you. And I wrote a little card uh, to Onika, just letting her know. And I know this is true for so many moms in here. I'm amazed at what a mom is able to do, the all that they're able to accomplish, all that they're able to give, all they're able to show. It's, it's absolutely beautiful uh, to see all of that. So love you so much, honey.
1: Love you. Hey, Thank l- you for honoring all of us. Yeah,
0: for sure. We're going to jump into the Bible today. We're tag
1: teaming got... today. Y'all ready? Yeah.
0: Now, we started a solace series last week. We're going to continue that next week. But this week, it's I got it from my mama. I got it from my mama. That's what we're going to talk about uh, today. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with us to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy chapter one.
1: And I'm going to read it. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. I love that. Mm -hmm. Did I read the wrong verse? No, that's right. Keep going. Okay, good. You know what I did is just real talk, married couple here. I brought up my back page of my notes.
0: Okay, go to your front page.
1: I am. Here we go. Okay, do over. Let's start over. Verses 1
0: through 2 and 5 through 7. Take 2.
1: Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded. Everybody say persuaded.
0: Persuaded.
1: Now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Yeah,
0: that's absolutely powerful here you see the Apostle Paul, he is writing a letter to Timothy. Now, Timothy may be a new character for some of you. Others of you may be very, very familiar uh, with him. But Timothy actually has two books of the Bible written to him, uh, also obviously written to us as well. But these two books of the Bible written to Timothy, the one is 1 Timothy, and the other one is 2 Timothy. Uh, In this book here in 2 Timothy uh, or or and 1 Timothy as well, we discover in Acts chapter 16, and you don't have to read it right now. You can go there later. Acts chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, we get some insight on how Timothy came onto the scene, how he and Paul's relationship even got started. Uh, So uh, in in the book of Acts, uh, we discover... That Timothy is actually from a very unique background. His father is a Greek, and his mother is Jewish. So he has—I uh, think a baby just said "Amen" know, to me too. That was
1: awesome. Thank you for was that the only preach? one?
0: Yeah, was that the only one that heard that?
1: <laughs> it was so clear, as day. It was Like <laughs> it was, "Amen."
0: Okay, thank thank you so much. Amen back at you. <laughs> now be quiet. Uh, so, uh, totally kidding, He's totally kidding. Ki- I'm kidding, kidding, kidding Who's kidding. ever child that we is. We love you. we you. that you're here. <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> a first-time guest over there and their baby. Love you deeply. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, so you have, you have Timothy, and he has a father who is Greek, again, and a mother who is Jewish. So he has parents that are from two different worlds, Okay two worlds that can be worlds apart, if you will. The Greek mindset would have been one of, hey, uh, galvanize more knowledge. Hey, power is what really matters. Growing up in this Roman civilization, it would have been about power, prestige, would have been about position, would have been about all those things. But his mother... Uh, being from a Jewish background, and of course, these generalizations, and being a follower of Jesus would not been about power, but would have been about the cross. Would not would not have been about prestige, would have been, would, but would have been about laying her life down for other people. So here you have this young man that is getting conflicting information, if you will, while he's being raised. Uh, He's—it's almost like it's almost like for some of us in here who have been raised in a divorce house. Yep, you're used to being one way at dad's and another way at mom's. Uh, you have some friends at dad's house, then you have some friends at mom's house. Both of them are your parents. But you're in two different worlds, learning how to handle yourself in two different worlds. Because dad lets you do all of this, and mom's like, no, you can't do all of that. But I even think so, it even reminds me of my own life. Uh, I was raised uh, in the inner city, and, and my mom does not like me talking about this. She's always like, boy, the people don't think that we're ghetto. I said, no, no, mom, they're not going to think that, okay? They're not. Because my mom is what you call a ghetto snob, okay? That means...
1: Was. Was, 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 was,
0: was. was, was a ghetto snob. That means... She was like, hey, we're in the ghetto, but the ghetto's not getting in us. Okay? So she kind of felt like I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit elevated above all this ghetto-ness that is around me. So much so we would be sweeping the front outside, the front of our house. We'd be out there sweeping like, Mom, this is just dirt. Why are we boy shut your mouth? You you go ahead and sweep this. We're gonna keep our house tidy and clean and right. I mean, everything was in tip top shape in the house. My mom had an elevated mindset saying, Son. And to my sister daughter, I want you thinking bigger. I want you growing bigger. I want you believing God for significant things in your life. I was so glad that she had that mindset. I actually think it helped me because I grew up uh, in that neighborhood but went to school at a private prep school on the other side of town. In the private prep school, there's double, two-parent homes. Uh, there are homes, you know, massive homes. I remember the first time I went into a house, and it was winter time, and they had the heat on 72. <laughs> For some of you, you guys are like, what are you talking? It was huge to me. My mom kept it at 67. She was like, grab a blanket. So we, I walked in. I'm like, wait, you can wear shorts in your house in the winter? <laughs> began to expose me to some other individuals that saw life differently, parents that had uh, gone to school, got their master's degree, were leading companies. company. So I was in two different worlds and helped me with even where I am now. That's why I think God has given me a grace to talk to people no matter where they are on on the spectrum. It was God all those years ago positioning me for what was going to be part of my purpose and destiny years down the road. I'm just letting you know, Timothy... Is in two worlds. Not only is he in two worlds, he ends up uh, being elevated to a position of prominence. He ends up leading the church at Ephesus. And he ends up leading it at what some would consider a young age. Some people, scholars would say maybe as young as 20, but uh, that, that would probably be a little bit of an exaggeration. Others would say maybe when he's around 40 years old or so. But he is now in a position of prominence and authority at a young age with individuals that are older than him looking at him. And Paul actually writes something else to him in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 12.
1: So beautiful. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. And as we were reading that and studying that together last night, I thought to myself, sometimes this world tries to limit us and limit the way we see ourselves. You could be a young leader in your business, in your company, and sometimes you feel intimidated because you have to direct people that are older than you. But even back then, Paul was talking to you saying, don't let your age keep you from doing all that God's called you to do. You could say the same thing for, yeah, it's okay to clap. Don't let this world limit, or don't let what's happened in the past limit you from what you've been called to do. I think about young marrieds out there, and sometimes you hear, oh, marriage is hard, which of course it is, but that your beginning years has to be your worst years. It doesn't have to be your worst years. Don't let the youth of your your marriage dictate what your marriage is going to be like. I think that it's so important for us to take off every limitation that the world tries to put on us. Whether you're a male, whether you're a female, whether you're wealthy, whether you're not wealthy, the world is quick to put a label on you, quick to put you inside of a box. But when Jesus died on the cross, he broke that, cro- broke that box over every single one of our lives. So, if you are a, um, if you grew up in a single home, it doesn't mean that you have to um, repeat that. Like, don't limit yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't limit yourself if you're an entrepreneur and you think, oh, I need to wait till I'm 45 till I'm successful. You can be successful now. And just like Paul said to Timothy, God is saying to each and every one of us today, do not put limits on yourself because we serve a limitless God. Mm -hmm. And whatever ceiling you may think you walked in here, by the end of today, God wants to shatter that ceiling and remind you that he is more for you. He is more. Tell the person next to you, there's more for you. There's more. There's more, more for, for you in me. your marriage. Yeah. There's more for you in school. There's wow. more for you in your business. Wow. There is more for you in your finances. Oh, yeah. There's more for you oh, in your health. Yeah. There yeah. is more.
0: It's so beautiful here that we see in Scripture this life-giving mentoring relationship.
1: Exactly.
0: We, we see um, an individual who is mature uh, speaking to someone else who he is raising up to go further than he is able to go. And now I know in this passage of scripture, it says don't let anybody look down on you because you were young. Uh, but I also for a second want to celebrate every gray-haired individual right. that is a part of our church as well. Everyone who 50 is... 50 over. Yeah, everyone who's dying your hair. We know it's gray, but you're dying your hair. I just want you to know... We have prayed for you. That's right. We have prayed for people with comb-overs. We have prayed for people who are balding. We have prayed for people with gray hair. Why? We're thankful for all the youth of our church. It's beautiful and wonderful, but we recognize there's a partnership that can happen when the generations come together and God can do something significant. That's right. And he is not done with you yet, so don't let anyone look down on you because you're older. That's so good. But set an example for the believers in faith, in love, in purity. Set an example for those around you. We want you to step fully into who God is calling you to be. Stop judging yourself based on your age. You judge yourself based on the cross. And since Come the on. cross validated you, so and since you're still breathing, that means God has more things for you to do. He's not done with you. Yet, And sometimes, you know, you live the life, you're like, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm done. But you can't think that way. As a matter of fact, I was talking with uh, one of our amazing leaders here at this church this past week, uh, Ron Brown uh, is on our board and a wonderful uh, leader, uh, friend, love him tremendously. And, uh, and Ron is, I don't know, 60-something uh, years old. And, and we were talking, but a scripture came to my mind from, I believe it's the book of Numbers, where uh, Caleb is 85 years old. And he goes up to Joshua and he says, Joshua, when I was 40, I was promised this land. Now, I know I'm 85. Come on. But I'm well able right now at 85 to still take that land. Give me... A- what God promised me all those years ago. And there's just a mindset. There's a, there's a shift that you've got to have in your heart. So don't think, oh, I'm 32. I'm old now. And now I'm over the hill. Don't think that, oh, I'm 62. Oh, I'm old now. I'm over the hill. No, you understand that God put you here right now. And I want you, we want you to step into it. We are trying to be Paul to your Timothy in this moment. I don't care what age or stage of life you are in, married or single Single, kids, no kids, it is time for you to step into what God has called you to be so and who he has called you to be. Now, as we are uh, talking through all these things, and uh, we're going to get into now this whole "I got it from my mama" because we think this is what uh, what Timothy probably would be saying. I I got it, I got it from my mama, as he had his mother Lois and his grandmother Eunice. Ironically enough, that's Onika's. My gran-
1: grandmother's name is Eunice.
0: Yep, she's now she's, she's now in, in heaven, in but heaven she now.
1: was awesome. I wish that I could have introduced y'all to her. Yes,
0: yeah, she was so sweet. I remember when I uh, first met Granny. Was yeah, her name? Yeah, we called her Granny. And I. Uh, um, and she gave me the big, I was saying goodbye to her, and she gave me the tightest hug. She was so short, so little. Gave me this tight hug, and I told her, your grandma, give me a tight hug. I think she's coming on to me. <laughs> and uh, she said, no, no, she doesn't give hugs like that. She's, uh, she just really loves you a lot, and she's glad you're going to be uh, my husband. And uh, So I, I still remember that hug. But my mom uh, is here, right, week in and week out. Matter of fact, she shows up early. She's
1: amazing. Uh, and
0: praise over all the seats here. Praise over everybody watching online. Praise over Bishop Arts. There's a team of people, but my mom is part of it. She's like, we need prayer. We need prayer. Can I get there early? Can I start a prayer team? Can I? I'm like, yeah, mom, go. Get here. Get here. Go. Go. Pray it up. Pray it up. So she's walking through here praying. She prays for me before uh, we come. I come out here uh, to speak on Sunday. Puts her hands on my shoulders, even lays her hand on my head. Don't you do that. But my mom uh, can do that. Lays he doesn't her doesn't
1: like hand. anyone to touch his head. Head. No, no, that's right. Yeah.
0: You don't have permission just to come up and rub my head, okay? It's kind of
1: like a pregnant woman's belly. Yeah, You, don't... you have to ask permission. Yes. It's just awkward if you just touch a stranger's belly. Yes,
0: it is, everyone, and okay? And all the
1: pregnant ladies said amen. <laughs> you have to be asked to, then you can.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so she lays hands on me, prays over me. As a matter of fact, my mom and my wife are, I mean, they're incredibly close. And I didn't start off. That way.
1: No, at all. I think about Parker, and I think, you know, he's 13 of a 13 year old. And one day it's obvious he's going to be married, and there's going to be another woman in his life. Because right now I'm number one. But there's going to be a day where I have a daughter, which will be awesome, and I'm so excited because that's how life should go. But I recognize that it's a big adjustment for a mom to accept the fact that her son now loves someone else. And so we went through a rocky stage at first. She would always, it was so funny, we were both leaders in college. In every leadership accolade I would get, she would say, oh, you got that because you're dating my son.
0: Everything. You, ever, you ever watch Blackish? Uh, a ruby on Blackish? That's my mom. Yeah, she uh, would
1: always let me know, oh, they must have given you that because you're um, dating my son. It was so <laughs> funny. So at the very beginning, we definitely had a clash of two worlds because I'm West Coast. West Coast? And California girl, I'm from California, and she's East Coast. So, California, we're warm, friendly, meet no stranger. East Coast, you kind of have to prove yourself a little bit. (laughs) And it's not as a smiley, warm environment. I mean, you know, broad strokes. Yeah, that's right. So our world's clashed by far. She used to make fun of my voice because I talk with like a kind of an animated voice. A lot of joy. A lot of joy in my Mm -hmm. voice. Yes, yes. (laughs) So now you see us together, and she's one of my very best friends. She keeps me updated on celebrity culture music. She knows when the award shows are on, she'll call me and say, such and such is on. You need a DVR that. I mean, she is just one of my very dear friends, but it was not always like that.
0: So it's so life-giving. You know, she'll be over our house today. We'll have, you know, Mother's Day uh, dinner together. It is so, so beautiful. Um, o- Onika's mom, we have a, a harder situation uh, there.
1: Yes. And so definitely I want to be super sensitive and lean into you who when you think about Mother's Day, you kind of dread it and think, I don't even know if I want to go to church. I just want to skip past this day because either my mother is dysfunctional or our relationship is strained or my mother is no longer living or my mother wasn't a part of my life. And I just want you to know that we understand that. Both of us have walked through family drama with my mom, who I love and adore, but she, you know how people just, life happens to them, Mm -hmm. and life has happened, and she is not who she was when she raised me. I'm trying to be honoring, but at the same time, it's hard because I love her so much, and I would do anything for her, but like any of us, sometimes life hits you and you lose who you are but with that said we don't have a storybook relationship we don't go out to coffee and she doesn't send me text messages saying i'm praying for you and so i have a heart for anyone here today who wishes they had the type of mom that you hear so many people talking about but as we've been praying about this service i feel like the spirit of adoption is on this house today and that those that feel orphaned in heart or those that feel abandoned that by the end of the today that the spirit is going to sweep you up and that just like i have three children Um, two are adopted one is biological you cannot tell like i think i gave birth to all three of my children because of the love that god has placed in my heart for them and i adore them and even my daughter l who our skin colors are completely different but i'm convinced we look alike and so that's how blind my love is for her and so i'm believing that today if your heart is heavy that god is going to bring comfort to you yeah
0: that is so beautiful thank you for sharing that thank you so much we just want to make sure everyone knows, you know, we, we, we get that everything is not perfect and, and peachy all the time, okay? And maybe
1: you'll meet my mom one day. She's an awesome person, She's but just amazing. Pray. Just pray.
0: So beautiful, too. Yeah. That's where Onika gets her beauty as well and did a fantastic job raising you into the amazing woman that you are, too. So I'm so thankful for that. So I got it from my mama. Let, let, let's go into this a little bit. The piece of I got, okay? I got. Uh, this speaks to uh, I possess, uh, I carry, like I hold, meaning it's not, it's not far off. Like you, if you say, yeah. I've got my keys, that means they're on you. you you've got them. You're, you're holding them. They're, they're in your possession. Uh, sometimes when people think about God, they think, God, oh, he's so far off. He's so far off. But one of the beautiful things about God is he is, he is not just transcendent theological word. He's also imminent. He is here with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. God put skin on and came here. So God is not distant, far off. You're throwing up your prayers to the cosmos and wondering, will he ever hear you? God is an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Jesus is here with you. The spirit of the living God is with yes. you. You got, you've got, you've got. Now, what ends up happening for you and I, all right, because the same thing happens to you that happens to me, is whenever, uh, say, you're, you, you don't have any money, you think, oh, I'm broke, or you're, you're feeling lonely, you think, oh, I'll, I'm alone, or you're confused, uh, you would think, man, no, no one's with me right now. It's because you and I are masters at seeing what we can see. But we're not very good at seeing what we cannot see. And That's I good. need us. I am calling us to become masters at seeing what we cannot see. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We'll put the scripture on the screen for you. It says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, because what's seen is temporary, but what is unseen is what is eternal. I'm trying to get all of us to understand that you may be, you may not have money, but you're not broke, okay? You may feel alone, but you are not actually alone. That's just what you can see yep. in front of you. There is a truth that transcends your situation, and you and I, by, by believing. Believing and trusting in the God of heaven actually elevate our situation into what's actually going on right now. There was a moment in the Old Testament where the prophet was surrounded by chariots. Wow. And his servant said, oh my goodness, we are about to die. They've got us surrounded. And, he, and the prophet prayed, Lord, open his eyes. Yes. And when his eyes were open, he saw chariots of fire, angelic chariots of fire, surrounding the army that was actually surrounding him. I am praying for your eyes to open, for you to actually see what God is doing in the situation that you are facing right now. I want us to become masters at seeing what we cannot see. I've got it.
1: Beautiful. And when we jump into i've got it i just want to let each and every one of you today that you have it Mm. you meet people and you think oh such and such has it or you see people on tv or at games and you think they have it but they don't have anything different than what you have you have it because jesus christ made you valid made you worthy made you strong made you secure and so i think that we discount the call of god upon our lives and we shrink back instead of stepping into who God's called us to be. And so I just want to remind every single one of you that you've been handpicked That he knows every hair upon your head. He knows every desire upon your heart. He has great plans to prosper you, to bless you, to strengthen you, to encourage you. And I want you to know, we want you to know that you have it. Think about our Savior when he came into this world. You can't go based upon what the world sees or says. Because when he came into this world, he had it. But he was put in a manger came into this world in a barn that was smelly. He was rejected. His family went to hotel after hotel or inn after inn, and they said, there's not a place for you here. There's no room for who you here wow. because they didn't recognize. So we can't wait for the world to recognize wow. we have it. Wow. Jesus made us have it. And even when he died on the cross, People thought, it's gone. He lost, He'd it. lost it. Wow! So you may think, oh, I've lost it being a husband. Or I've lost it with my business. Or I've lost my testimony because I'm in college and I've been making bad choices. Yeah. But I just want you to know that today God is reminding each and every one of you that we and you have it. Wow. That he's just getting started with your life. That he can do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. Wow. The celebrities aren't the only ones that have it. They're just like me and you. And they want to be treated most times just like me and you. But we see them and we think, oh, they must have it. But if they had it, so many wouldn't struggle with the things that we unfortunately read about in the newspapers. So that shows that they're no different than we are. And so you have it. You have everything you need to be strong in your relationship. You have everything you need for your job. You have everything you need to be a parent. You have everything you need to be single because of what Christ did for you.
0: Man, this is so, so good. So good. Uh, There's a scripture that says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He's not taking them out of you. That's why you can see someone who doesn't follow Jesus but is still very, very gifted. It's because when God gave them the gift, it was a gift. He put it in them. So they can still work and operate in their gift and still be separated from their Savior what happens that what makes something incredibly powerful is when someone has surrendered their life to Jesus Christ and they have a gift that God has given them that means it gets there's an anointing on that gift there's something exponential and powerful that can happen at that point in time you have not lost it as Oniket says but you also need to understand it's not ultimately about you and it didn't start with you okay so i got it From my mama, meaning it did not begin with you. From speaks to the idea that it was someplace else and now it's here. Where your gifting, your calling, your destiny, your very breath did not begin with you. It began with Christ. And if you and I get that inverted and we begin to think that it started with us, it actually becomes idolatry, humanistic. You and I put ourselves on the throne when Jesus Christ is the one that's supposed to be on the throne. Where did it come from? Came from my mama, if you will. Let, let me go uh, here to Colossians, awesome. Colossians chapter one. This is a passage of scripture that there's about oh, 150 folks in the church that are memorizing it right now and so, so proud of them. They've been on, we've been on this journey together. It's a leadership development journey. Colossians chapter one, verses 15 and 16, it says, the son, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have created or were created by him and for him. What does all things mean? Everything. All things. <laughs> it means everything. All things were created by him and for him. So that includes you. You were not created for yourself. You are not created for your own glory. You are not created for your own popularity. You were not created for your own celebrity. God gave you every gift and talent and ability that he's given you, and you were created for Jesus. And when you and I begin to understand that, we live our lives not for ourselves, but we begin to live our lives for his glory and his fame. What you got did not come from you. It came from from him we get the idea of my mama of course we were all born physically but there's also a being born spiritually jesus called it in john chapter 3 the gospel of john chapter 3 he called it being born again some people try to turn that into a denomination it's not a denomination It is a picture. It is a, it's an imagery that Jesus gives us of what it means to surrender your life to him, to get on the journey to become a follower of Christ. You were born naturally, but in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you and I are born again spiritually. The the theologian who he was talking to, Nicodemus, said, wait, wait, born again? You mean I'm going to go back into, I'm going to go back into my mother's and Jesus is like, oh my gosh, are you serious right now? Are you serious? Are you, are you really saying that to me right now? You're a grown man. You don't get this? No, you're not going to go back into your mom. That's weird and difficult and awkward on so many levels. I'm talking about something spiritual here. Today's going to be a day where many of you in this room and many watching online are going to be born again. You are already born naturally, but it will be a day today that you will give your heart and your life over to Jesus spiritually. You will be birthed again. Matter of fact, I want to ask you a favor. Bow your heads if you would not mind right now. Just bow your heads right now. If you're here right now, you've never given your heart and your life to Christ. You've never made him first in your life. You've never made him number one. You would be honest with yourself and you would say, you're not born Again, Jesus is not in the driver's seat of your car, you are but you're hearing this message today and you're saying you don't want to go your own way anymore. You want to go his way. You don't want to be boss of your life. You want him to be boss of your life. You don't want to be first in your life. You want him to be first in your life. The Bible would use the word repent. It's turning from your own way, going his way. If you're here today, you've never given your heart and your life to Christ. Or at one point in time you did, you slipped away and you've gone another direction and you are not following the path of Christ right now, but you know it is time for you to surrender or resurrender your life to serving Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do something simple but something incredibly bold. Literally on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand in the air and say, yes, that is me. I want to give my heart and I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Ready? One, two, three. Just shoot your hand in the air. You're saying, yes, that is me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. Hands going up here on the floor in the balcony, individuals saying, yes, I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go his way. I I want to put him first if that is you here get in on this prayer get in on this moment i'm gonna ask everyone in this place to do me a favor put your hand over your heart if you would not mind put your hand over your heart and i want everyone to repeat this prayer out loud after me say dear jesus i ask you to forgive me of all my sins i admit i've made mistakes and today i give you my heart i give you my life give me the power to live for you in jesus name amen let's lift our heads up we hope you enjoyed today's podcast church if you gave your life to jesus today we'd love to know you meet you and hear your story so be sure to email your information to info at shorelinecity.church so we can get you the tools you need to grow in christ and impact this world love you church